Welcome to another edition of the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Drew, recording from the beautiful Flathead Valley. It's Friday, May 6th. I spent last weekend in Spokane, Washington, where the Bloomsday Run was returning to the streets after two years off due to the pandemic. Bloomsday, a 7.4-mile road race, is one of the largest events in the country, averaging more than 40,000 runners in pre-pandemic years. In addition to getting to run the race myself, I was there to watch several runners from the Flathead compete in the elite division, including Big Fork High School graduate McKenna Morley, Flathead High School graduate Zach Perrin, and Whitefish resident Jen Lichter. I talked to McKenna and Jen on Thursday about their experiences at Bloomsday and what it means for their running careers for the rest of the year. Before we get to that conversation, though, a quick reminder that this podcast is sponsored in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, there's some extra perks too. So to find out more or join today, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. Perfect. Okay. Uh, I'm McKenna Morley, and then I'm a professional long distance runner for ASICS, and I'm based out of Bozeman, Montana. Well, McKenna, I think the last time you were featured in the Beacon, I think I wrote about you after last year's Olympic trials. Yes. But you've had a pretty busy, pretty exciting year since then. Do you want to give us a bit of an overview of what you did last summer, last fall in terms of racing? Yeah, I feel like the Olympic trials was not the best race for me, but I think it was good because it got me kind of fired up for the fall. Then I took a little break after the trials and I went into the fall and I did mostly USA, the US road race circuit. And so I did that and I think I competed in the is the 20K and then the half marathon champs and then the 25K champs of that circuit. Uh, and then I ended up getting second in that circuit. So that was, I was a pretty good fall and I was really excited about all those races. So that was, that was super fun. <laughs> So for people who don't know, all of these uh, races are, are are pretty big events for, for professional road runners in terms of they, they give you standing on the national scene, they pay out pretty well, and getting yeah. seconds pretty big. How do you kind of see yourself fitting into the world of professional runners right now? Um, I think I'm kind of trying to figure out actually that question, um, like where I want to kind of go from here. Because um, I feel like I was kind of balancing around a lot last year distance wise, kind of like going like half marathon, 15 miles, 10 K, um, which was really fun. And I think it was fun to do for a year, but I think now I'm kind of having to start to narrow down my focus and try to find more of a specific event that I should train for. So I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but I think I'm going to do a marathon this fall. So we'll have to see how I do on the marathon (laughs) stage, but, um, uh, yeah, hoping to train for that. And then I guess once I do one, I'll see where I stand (laughs) in the the, the marathon. (laughs) Well, let's talk about your most recent race. Uh, I saw you last weekend over in Spokane for Bloomsday, which historically is one of the biggest road races in the U.S., 30, 40, 50,000 people. I think there were only 20,000 this weekend. You had a a really awesome race, second overall, top American. Talk to me a little bit Mm -hmm. about that and specifically what what Bloomsday means to you because you have a history with that race. I do. Yes. I was really excited to be back at Bloomsday. I think my dad went and looked and I think my first time I ran it was when I was 12. 
<laughs> um, and so I remember I had to start like the lilac waves because there's different waves when you start. And I, that's like almost the last wave. And I ran an extra, a full extra mile because I was like weaving around everybody. And yeah, but I just remember being like so like so fun. I was like, wow, this is like what running is because that was my first year of running. And so that was really awesome. And it was really fun to be back. I don't think I've been back in like six years because of college and just like couldn't do it timing wise. So really special to be back to that one. I wanted to go last year, just didn't fit in during the track seat. Well, I think they didn't have it because it was... I, I think, think it was, it was virtual. virtual last year. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. Yeah. So it was virtual. Or else I think I probably would have done it. So, so fun to be back. And my family had done it. I think my mom said she's done it for 14 times now. Um, so she's kind of the one who like got us started in running and in long distance running. So it's just a really special race to do with my family. And I remember running it for the first time and telling my dad like, oh, I really want to win this race. Cause I remember like going back and watching a video of like the elite women running and I was like, Oh my gosh. And then my dad would just thought that was hilarious. Um, he was like, come on, have fun. So I've, I, in high school, I think my highest I replaced was me. I met, I might've got top 15 once. And so I definitely wanted to come back and try to win it. The girl who ended up winning was way in front of me. So I didn't quite have a shot at the win, but it was really, I think I've just run that course so many times. So I kind of knew the course a little bit better than some of the other women that I was running against on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of knew when to throw the hammer down. Um, and so, and so, yeah, so it was just really fun to be able to get second there and uh, be back and my parents raced it too. And Micah, you raced it. <laughs> so I also raced it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was very thankful that my wave started 15 minutes behind you so that I didn't have to, you know, <laughs> watch you defeat me in person. No, you have been right. <laughs> Maybe I'd have had the motivation to try to keep up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, well, second place there is amazing, and top American is is just. I mean, it's a huge, huge thing to to do a race that size. How does that uh, make you feel going into your next weekend? It's half marathon championships coming up. Yeah, I'm actually not going to do that. My next race is going to be. I'm going to do the 10k champs at the end oh, of yes. May. Yeah. So I think that I kind of had a rough spring, I guess, race wise, I've only done a couple races, but they've been kind of, um, (laughs) and so, uh, I've had, I've been dealing with some upper hamstring tendinopathy. So Mm -hmm. it's been, I think I, I raced pretty hard last fall and I'm now, uh, paying the price a little bit for that. So, (laughs) so I've been trying to kind of work through like training through that while also trying to heal that. And so I think I just was a little slower to be like prepared to race this spring, but I think it was good that I did a couple races, but I've just been feeling kind of off. And so I was really happy Bloomsday felt like I felt very much like myself again. Might have just been the environment. I don't know, but it really, I think it got me. I'm now all like excited for all these for the next race. So um, I'm feeling a lot better mentally after that race. So I think this will really set me up well for the 10K champs. And I think it was a good distance being seven and a half miles, a little longer than 10K champs, um, but not like too long. So I think it'll be like the perfect setup for the 10K champs end of May. And then obviously you mentioned potentially doing a marathon this fall. Uh, yeah. Have you thought about which one and then what else is really big on your radar for the year? Yeah. So I think um, this fall, I would, I, I've just been talking to my coach about it and I really think we should maybe try to plan for one. So right now the plan was the world half marathon champs are in China in November and I have qualified for that. So I wanted to do that, but we're just kind of unsure if that's going to end up happening or not. Um, so I don't really want to put all my eggs in one basket and then have them, you know, move that back again or cancel that. And so we're thinking maybe we train, do marathon training and maybe have, you know, a plan A and a plan B. <laughs> and so plan A would be 
do the World Half Marathon Champs if they happen in November, um, and then maybe come back and do California International Marathon in December. Mm. Or um, do, if the World Half Marathon Champs gets canceled or moved, do either New York City Marathon in November or Chicago Marathon in October. So definitely a couple different options. We haven't totally sat down and like ironed anything out yet, but um, just like kind of looking forward, I think definitely going to hopefully be training for a marathon, hopefully get to run one this fall. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'm super excited to see what you do over that distance. I think you're going to just absolutely crush it. Oh, I'm nervous. It's so long. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully, it is. You know. It does take yeah. a while to get through it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. McKenna, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. It's always great to check in with you. We're always excited to root for you from the flathead. Uh, So keep on crushing it. Thank you. I'm Jennifer Lichter, and I am a professional trail runner for the North Face. Well, Jen, we were over in Spokane together running Bloomsday, which was very exciting to watch you run a road race, even though you are technically a professional trail runner. Uh, what were your thoughts going into that and why the decision to hop in something uh, a little bit different? Well, I always say that road running slash, well, yeah, fast road running, track running, cross country running was like my first love. So trail running came in later in life um, for me post-college. And so the reason I did it, even though now I'm geared more t- towards the trail, is um, I still do love good road competition. And it's a good way to see where my fitness is because I do think that road fitness also translates to trail fitness. And I wanted to see where I was um, with uh, such a competitive field mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to be competitive. So my thoughts going in there was um, just run hard like I always do. <laughs> well, in some of the other races you've run as a budding professional was the Rut 50K last year. You won by several minutes, did a lot of that by yourself. Uh, the Lake Sonoma Marathon, Trail Marathon a couple weeks ago, also ran by yourself alone a lot, uh, won by a lot. What was it like battling some of the, the top women in the country and internationally at this one? Honestly, it didn't feel real at first. Um, I think I go into this mindset when I race now where it's like I know where I'm, my fitness is. I'm confident and just kind of laid out, out there on the, on the field. Um, and I have to be okay with my best being my best that day. And I, I think for me, it's more like I, I race hard and racing hard for me could mean, you know, winning by 20 minutes or, you know, being neck to neck with someone. So I think, yeah, it was, it was kind of surreal at first, but now I'm getting more of the momentum of like what that means um, to be at the top of, I guess, now about in professional, like the top of my career. So it's all still very new to me. Um, I think I just try to have fun out there and just push myself in whatever way I can, whether it's mentally as I'm running solo or with someone who's like, right, at my neck. So what were some of your biggest takeaways from Bloomsday? You finished eighth overall, fourth American, pretty exciting. Any, any highlights, any big takeaways? I think I was kind of shocked with my (laughs) performance, honestly. Um, I, I remember going into the race thinking if I run 540, 545s, um, as an average, I would be very stoked just because, you know, the, the workouts that I've done on road have been more, I say towards the longer distances that really, mm-hmm. not really 10K, 12K type of workouts. Um, so I wasn't sure what the turnover 
uh, would feel like. <laughs> and I knew the fuel was going to go out super fast. So I, uh, in my mind, I was like, okay, just like stay within what you know is your, like, where your fitness is kind of thing. And yeah, like I just felt so strong. I was kind of, you know, and part of me was like, I was kind of holding back a little bit at the first two miles. And then I was like, ah, you know, whatever. Like I just, I have to go. The hills are coming. I'm Mm -hmm. really good at the hills. I know I'm very confident running up them. So, um, and then, yeah, once they were done, I'm like, man, I I still feel really good. I still feel really (laughs) strong. I haven't hit this, this crazy wall that, um, you know, I raced 10K on the track in college and, I know what that last mile feels like mm. really hard. And I didn't feel like that on this course. So I was like, okay, I time to push it. So I just pushed it. And when I saw yeah, when I finished and saw the time, I was like really shocked that I ran that much. I mean, I was honestly uh, hoping to run, you know, 44, 43 minutes. Um, that's what I put when I registered. So that would have been a good, great day for me, but it was a fantastic day. <laughs> I think my coach was also very shocked. He was like, I didn't expect you to run that fast. <laughs> and so we both kind of laughed. I was like, I just run hard. <laughs> well, that's always a good day when, when you surprise even mm-hmm. your coach. Looking forward, you are getting ready to go and do uh, basically your own training camp for a while. Talk about that and what your next race is going to be. Yeah. So I have decided to um, go and train in Mammoth Lakes, California for about a month. I first um, experienced what Mammoth Lakes was last uh, fall, mm. driving through on my way to my first uh, marathon, actually, in C- uh, CIM in Sacramento, and just love the area. It, it, you know, it reminds me a lot of here in Glacier, West Glacier area, and I, I basically wanted a different challenge and mm. also some altitude. You know, the flathead is more around the 3,000 Um Mammoth Lakes is more like 8,000. So I think that little extra boost would be hopefully helpful. Um, and yeah, it's just, I think it's, it's fun to experience new places. And I think I have, um, that flexibility right now. So I said, mm, why <laughs> the heck not, you know? And so, um, yeah, so I'm going to be there for about a month, just trying to get some solid training and miles and, um, hopefully enjoy the process. And, you know, I feel like I always do really well when I am having fun and, um, being in a new place brings about this curiosity of like really getting really excited to go out and explore new places. So I think that's also going to give that extra push of like continuing that training momentum going. And then what is your next race? Yeah. So my next race is broken arrow 52 K. <laughs> so it's the weekend of, I think the 17th, 18th and 19th. Um, but I think I race, I think the 52 is that last day, the 19th. Mm. So, I mean, I know it's a super competitive race, I've heard a lot of talk about it, but I mean, I'm just going to treat it like another race and just all I can do is run hard and and push myself and hopefully have some great results. That's awesome. We'll we'll be looking forward to those results. I'm sure I will throw them out either on this. Suddenly, this is now a running podcast, not a news podcast. So they could come out on here. Otherwise, (laughs) sure, I'll slip them into the paper somewhere. But good luck with that. Have fun training down in California and we'll be excited to keep watching you shine on the podium. Thank you. Thanks for listening as I turn the Flathead Beacon podcast into a running podcast for at least one week. But now, here are some news stories from the week that you should probably know about. School board election results came in late Tuesday night and early on Wednesday morning, and here are some of the results for you. Up in Whitefish, two sitting members of the Board of Trustees cruised to re-election victories as voters delivered a decisive endorsement to a board that has endured sharp criticism from anti-mask advocates, two of whom were challengers in the election. Trustees Darcy Schellinger and Elizabeth Pittman won new three-year terms on the seven-member board up in Whitefish. 
Over in Columbia Falls, Heather Mumby was re-elected to the school board, while Justin Sheff won the second open seat to serve in his first term. Sheff received the most votes of any candidate on the ballot in Columbia Falls. Down in Kalispell, two elementary trustee positions and one high school position was on the ballot. Ursula Wilde won re-election as an elementary trustee and will be joined by newcomer Jennifer Sevier, an early childhood education specialist. For the high school position representing Lakeside, Summers, and Kyla, Lloyd Bondi beat out incumbent Mark Cornick by a slim 20-vote margin. The Kalispell election had some issues with ballots being sent to the wrong voters, but officials have assured that the election was conducted fairly and all efforts to remedy the mistakes were taken. For the $1.5 million Kalispell High School General Fund levy, voters vocalized a resounding opinion against further funding the school district with taxpayer funds, with 60% of voters against the levy. Similarly, in the West Valley School District, a $27.3 million bond to renovate the existing schools and build a new middle school failed by roughly 200 votes. That's all I've got for you today. As always, you can stay up to date on the latest local news online at flatheadbeacon.com, where there is also a complete list of school board election results. Thanks to both McKenna Morley and Jen Lichter for taking the time to join the podcast today. You can follow both of them on social media, which I have linked in the show notes below. Also, for anyone excited about running their own road races, the Whitefish Marathon, Half Marathon, and 5K is coming up on May 21st, and you can sign up online. This episode was hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Micah Drew. And music in this episode includes songs by local Flathead Valley artist, Mike Murray, who's kind enough to let me use them. That's the show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>